Hey, this is Jaron. You're listening to The Dangers of Christian Rock, or something like that podcast. This is Colton. Uh, We're happy to bring you another episode, and it starts right now. All right, welcome back for another episode of The Dangers of Christian Rock. Um, We're really happy you're back here, and we're discussing a different band today. Uh, It is our first female-fronted band, which is kind of cool. Um, I yeah, think, it is cool, man. You know, well, there, there's not a whole lot of those in the Christian music scene, and it, this is probably my favorite of the ones out there. I think, personally. Yeah, I agree. Um, it's interesting. I didn't really have much, um, much experience with female-fronted bands uh, when Flyleaf came out. I can't think of anybody that I was like really into or. Honestly, I don't, can't really think of much that I can remember that I was even a female-fronted band around that time. Yeah, not that it was popular at the time. I mean, you had like your classic rock type of stuff, you know, Heart. And, I mean, because Guitar right. Hero was big at that time, and so everybody was playing crazy on you on uh, that, or Barracuda. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, fe- female-fronted rock bands, were <laughs> they weren't common at the time. And Flyleaf gosh like something else like they they kind of came out of left field and um were extremely impressive so that left well, field being bell what, county texas bell county texas oh man and they've, they've even got a bucky's in bell county texas i stop there every time we go through um it's amazing shout out to bucky's please sponsor us but uh <laughs> i would be all right with that, that part out Dude, the dangers of Christian rock as presented by Bucky's. We're on One something can wish. here. All One right, can wish. But anyways, <laughs> back to Flyleaf. So the the first song that I think, and we're just so that y'all know, we're we're gonna focus primarily on the first album. That was the one that um, I think sticks pretty heavily in most people's minds. We didn't have a whole lot of um, experience with their other albums, but the self titled debut. If we're just talking about an iconic song, oh my gosh, oh, I'm so sick. Dude, like, man, I, I still I remember. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard it. And I remember just, all right, what's happening here? Is this another Evanescence? Okay, let's mm-hmm. see what happens. And then she hits that scream. And I, if you ever think of like in the cartoons when they like do a double take and then their eyes pop out, um, that was me when I first heard this song too. I was like, wait a second, is this really happening? Is this really happening? Yep. I, so I remember the first time I heard this song, it was, we didn't have great reception. We lived a little bit out at Saturday town near a military base. Um, 
And so we didn't have great reception. But one of the TV channels that we got, because we never had cable growing up, was this really junky, like, christian television station i think out of amarillo and like once a week they would have like this music video show that would show like one good music video and then the rest were like junky ccm but i remember flyleaf i'm so sick i'm like what is this what what is going on and then when she hits that scream that i was like oh my gosh and i mean i was probably like 15 or 16 um I was enamored, like I, I just enamored by the fact that she could scream that well, because there's not dude, there's dudes who can't scream that well. Like a lot right. of dudes who are like really well-known musicians who can't. And she just, good Lord almighty. Um, ridiculous. I, I absolutely love that song. Yes. So much. Um, that is just in my mind that it, that is the fly leaf sound. Like that is the song that really just, if you mention it, I'm like, yeah, I'm so sick guys. Um, and I mean, that's just such a great song in general. This album had a lot of really good songs on it. Um, and I was talking to my wife. I'm, why didn't I like fly leaf more in high school? Like, <laughs> why didn't exactly I listen to what... him more? <laughs> I, I'm that's just exactly like, what I was thinking this whole time. I'm Why going back like to this. Yeah, I'm going back to this. And I'm like, God, this album is so good. They're better than I remember. And, you know, I always gave them credit for a handful of their songs. But, goodness, it was a it, quality album. Just so good. Um, What's crazy yeah, is I didn't man, know that, like, Dave Navarro was um, – like was helping on that first album or the debut album for Flyleaf, Dave Navarro and Ryan White uh, for Resident Hero. Um, I mean, just solid musicians just helping out with this debut album. And so not knowing that until like today, like five minutes ago, (laughs) I was was interested to see that because there was just so much good production on this. And I mean, right. Dave Navarro, I mean, in his in his own right, I mean, just excellent musician. Whether or not you you're into his music, uh, you know, or whether or not it's Christian or not, that's like besides the point. But like, just as a musician, dude, it's just incredible. And so hearing this um, this album, I started after knowing that. Now I can like see those influences, and it was really really cool um, to experience this album, especially for the first time. Um, around this time, man, like lots of singles came out from it. I'm so sick, fully alive, um, all around me, like solid, solid singles, bro. Like, yes. I, oh man. I remember getting a little bit annoyed, um, because this might not be popular with some people, but some vocals like hers are very, very, very unique. Um, Lacey's vocals are very unique in the way that she sounds and the way that she uh, pronounces things. And so I would find myself getting annoyed by that uniqueness. And so I would like go to something else and then I would come back and I'd be like, wow, this was really good. Why did I, okay. Yep. I'm starting to understand or remember why this was a little bit annoying to me, but as a whole, dude, this album just 
solid yeah. all the way through from from the writing to the instrumentals like it's it's the perfect amount of heavy and mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's just it's it's so good right and, you know i just the fact that on a debut album they're getting people that well known collaborating with them on a debut album they're ridiculous absolutely ridiculous um and you know y- you know you mentioned like all around me And so what I've learned, if you've ever interacted with our Twitter account, it's probably me nine times out of 10 that you're interacting with. I'm learning a lot of people on Twitter and just social media in general don't realize that they're a Christian band, which is kind of funny because that song, what would it be talking about if not the Holy Spirit? I don't know. Like that that's a very, <laughs> that's a very blatant song in my mind, but you know, it's interesting because that song has always been one of my more favorite songs of theirs. Um, and even that song got put on the greatest Christian cover band or cover record of all time. Um, the David Crowder record where he covered How He Loves Us. He also covered All Around Me. Didn't I like did his not cover. Know that. Did not Ooh. like that cover. It's a little creepy sounding. When we talk David you Crowder, should listen to it. we gotta we gotta just get this out right here right now, and then we'll get back into Flyleaf. Do it. Are you a sloppy wet kiss or unforeseen kiss kind of person? Sloppy wet. Oh, Pierce. Thank you, thank you so much. Here's my here's yeah. my thinking. Right, I don't want Jesus to sneak up and kiss me. I want <laughs> all of Jesus' love. That's. I, 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 it's not a surprise. I don't want it to unforeseen. What does that mean? Sneaking up on me? Yeah, You're right. No. Get out of here, creep. No, no, nope, nope. But yeah, right, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a that's a good question though. I I don't think we'll ever cover David Crowder in this because he is a worship artist, not a Christian rock yep. artist. So, uh, we I had to get say, that at some point. Yeah, we had to hit that. I will say, if you vary or want to discuss it hit us up on social we'll talk to you about it but we won't cover david crowder yeah we won't cover him but if you've got problems with sloppy wet kiss we'll take that up with john mark mcmillan because he wrote the song uh but that being said you know you think about someone like david crowder who is such a big name in the christian scene deciding to cover Mm -hmm. a rock song from you know a rock band like totally wild and really, in my mind, when you're willing to go out of your way and cover someone's song, that's a big piece of respect to a band. Um, or you become like Johnny Cash and you steal a band's song and make it your own like Hurt. Um, in this case, he didn't do that because fl- this Flyleaf version is just iconic. But it it really just speaks to how much respect this band got. Um I don't did any other tracks like really kind of stand out to you? Um yeah, I really I really liked Cassie as well. I mean, yes. The, yes. That album or that that song um you know, the history behind it um uh, was really was really intense too. 
but just just the song in and of itself was so good. Right. Oh, just musically. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. But I so <laughs> and at first I'm like, I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, is this about a school shooting? What is this? And then I'm like, I remember Columbine happening. You know, I was not that old yep. when Columbine happened. And actually we lived overseas at the time. So we got, you know, a day late type of news, basically. Um, but I was like, okay, this has got to be something like that. And yeah, it's Columbine. Like, and who's willing to take on like content like that? Because that like that's that's tough content to cover. Just yeah, it's very school tough shooting. content. Right. Yeah. Uh, the only other people that really do something like that was Foster the People with Pumped Up Kicks, right? That was right, a poppy song. Right. Super dark, yes. but very poppy. And people are like, oh, all right, whatever. This is a fun song. And they just think, they sing through it with without actually thinking. Flyleaf mm-hmm. decided, all right, we're going to talk about the um, the intensity of a school shooting, right? We're going to talk right. about how solemn this moment it is. And because, you know, that they are uh, unashamed about their faith in their in their songwriting and, uh, you know, their their presence and who they are, you know, this is one of those con- – those, it's like – it's like the perfect storm for a great Christian metal, new metal, pop punk, emo, whatever. Like just that whole genre. Yeah. Like it's the perfect, perfect content because, you know, the the lyrics are, do you believe in God? Right. And she said, yeah. And she was killed at Columbine. Right. So it's like, what better? Again, this is it. I want to recognize this the severity of the situation and the solemnness of the situation, but what better content, honestly, to write uh, for a band like this? Yeah. Um, and just the whole, and Cassie pulled the trigger, you know, where, it, so I'm, I pulled up the, the words because that, oh man, like, you know, it says, do you believe in God written on the bullet? Say yes to pull the trigger. Do you believe in God written on the bullet? And Cassie pulled the trigger. And it's yeah, just, it, you know, you like you said, the solemnity of it all, because this, you know, this girl was, from what I'm saying, 17 years old when she was murdered. And gosh, like, you know, like you think about it, I wasn't 17. I was nine at the time. She'd be, a, you know, a bit older than us, you know, about nine years older than me. And so like, she'd be in the thick of life and just the thought like, and you know, it, it, I'm going to take a weird turn with this. Um, but you know, a lot of people want to go down the martyrdom route and like this kind of touches on something like that, where it is. Okay. This, per- these people did ask her this and, she decided yes this is something and i just the kind of the the way that they put it that you know she pulled the trigger um is uh, it's a wild play on words it's a wild play on words because 
she said no and she didn't and it just yeah i mean it's yeah um i i think i think you're right like what better band to to talk about this content and um Mm -hmm. i don't think it's something that a lot of people want to cover because they want to go internal emo not external emo um which i guess this is kind of external emo but uh yeah i i really i didn't realize this like i'd heard the song before it's just kind of one of those songs where i didn't really pay attention to but just really man it hit me it hit me so And what better band, honestly, than, uh, you know, again, because this was a, a young lady that that was killed in a school shooting uh, for her faith than uh, a woman, uh, you know, covering it as a, a female fronted band. Um, Absolutely. And with, along with all the other things that that, you know, the heavy topics that uh, that Lacey, you know, covered in this album, I mean, with uh Red Sam, I mean, she's talking about suicide, man, like heavy topics, right? And so... Like these things are... uh, things that are on a lot of people's mind and a lot of people are really scared to talk to them. Let's talk about them. Uh, now, you know, more than ever, we see a big push for, you know, concern for mental health for folks and, you know, yeah. building out good programs and stuff. And, you know, you could kind of see some of that stuff taking or starting to get into motion at that time with to write love on her arms and, and, you know, other organizations like that. And so for a song like red Sam, where she's saying that, wishing that my wrists were bleeding to stop the pain from the beatings. Like that's a, that's a lot to take in, man. Yeah. Yeah. It it really is. Um, and you know, I, I, man, you know, and I think recently there's been a lot of, um, discussion, you know, I think it's, what is it? Suicide awareness week or month. I'm not sure exactly. I'm totally butchering this, but I've seen a lot of stuff recently, you know, to write love in her arms. And, you know, I followed Levi the poet and he's one of the folks who's kind of working real closely with them. Um, Mm -hmm. It's just, it's real. Like you said, this was something that needed to be talked about, but really wasn't. Um, People would find solace in the music, but not go all out. And I mean, you've got even groups like heart support, which was started by, Um, another really great Christian band, August Burns Red, you know, where they're focusing on these issues. And, you know, like, like you said, dealing with these and um, kind of thinking through our faith and how that informs how we look at these things. And, you know, that being said, sometimes that faith can be used as a bludgeon against your mental health instead of as a salve that it needs to be in. Um, being able to look at these different things through that, um, that lyrical content, you're right. Like, goodness. Um, again, I, I come back to the, why didn't I listen to Flyleaf more in high school? Um, right. Because good Lord almighty, just, just the lyrics alone are really, really wonderful. But, um, I, yeah, you know, I came to this podcast or was like in my mind when we were going to talk about Flyleaf. I thought we were going to roast 
flyleaf, like roast them. Hmm. And again, because it had been so long since I've actually listened to flyleaf that I thought we were going to roast them. And then I knew that, you know, their 2014 album, there was another uh, female vocalist that had entered the mix uh, after Lacey had, had stepped away. And so in preparation, you know, I kind of listened to it a little bit and, you know, we, I think you and I both kind of share the similar mindset on that, that most recent album just being really, really bad. And so like yeah, my it, experience it with it, mm-hmm. go ahead. Yep. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't feel like a flyleaf album. It, it didn't. Not at know? all. And um, what, what I think is funny is a lot of people, <laughs> and I'm part of this problem is I, it, it's kind of the Paramore effect. Okay. Uh, Paramore is Haley Williams. And I think in a lot of people's minds, Flyleaf is Lacey Sturm. And whether that's fair or not, which is kind of funny because their band was intact the whole way through. Like all yeah. of the instrumentalists, all the dudes, and they're really good artists, um, all that's stayed phenomenal. on the band the whole time. Amazing. They're still um, the band without a vocalist right are. now, which is crazy too. Right, because they're on hiatus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I always loved, like, I always loved their bass lines. So shout out to the bass player. Like I always thought you had dope bass lines and I feel horrible. I don't know your name. Uh, I guess I should pull it up and give you credit, but yeah, I agree. You know, they, and we were talking about how like bands don't really endure (sighs) lead singer changes very well. And, you know, kind of that, if we want to go Joe dirt on this, you know, Van Hagar, um, it's kind of that curse where you've got a band that's so iconic that loses their singer and people just can't handle that the singer changed. And I think we're kind of part of that where we're like, ah, don't really like the change. It's not a change that we're really looking for. Um, you know, kind of to look at some of the, the albums in the middle. Um, I think we had some divergent views on these albums. I actually, I kind of enjoyed Memento Mori. I thought it was an enjoyable listen. Um, I don't know what your thoughts were on it so much, but um, I thought I, it sounded I, like a flyleaf album, and I enjoyed you know a couple of the songs. Um, mm-hmm. there were some some songs where I was just like, uh, uh, okay, and then that was it for me. I didn't spend a lot of time on Momentum Mori, I probably should have yeah. spent a little bit oh. more time, but I didn't, yeah, so. I, the one problem I had for a bit of it was I didn't feel like there was enough of the harsh vocals. Um, and then when I got to swept away where it just kind of starts with a help, 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 help. I'm not going to try and scream cause I'm not good at it. Um, it, it just was like, yes, let's, let's do this. And so just kind of that sound, not, not necessarily any, um, kind of, you know, talking about the the song in particular, but I just, I enjoyed being able to get that. Um, I feel like they went a little more melodic with this album, um, which is okay. You know, that's not a problem. And I, I had a Paramore phase, so I enjoy kind of melodic female fronted rock. Um, it, I still enjoy Paramore at, at, at times, you know, um, Anyways, but that, my point is like, you know, like the song Missing, I really enjoyed that song as well. Um, just again, you know, songs kind of looking at 
internal struggles. Um, Again, I think a lot of Christian music is dealing with that is the internal struggles, the internal fights that you're going through. And um, it was a good album. You know, it it did sound like a, it did sound like a flyleaf album. Um, It just, it kind of took a different tenor than I think what a lot of people were maybe first starting with. Cause probably what I, now that what I expect coming back to this, because I'm more able to, not just wanting hard music at this point in my life, I can be available for other types of music. Probably what it was is I'm like, this is, there's not as much screaming. So why would I want to listen to this? And, um, cause I'm yep. like, I want, I'm so sick for all 10 tracks guys. Like give me something <laughs> like that. Uh, but you know, now I'm like, you know, I, I can enjoy this and I can, I can find some, some enjoyment out of an album like this. Um, I, I thought it was a pretty decent album. Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good one. Um, nothing that like stuck out really big for me aside from those ones that I mentioned, but again, you know, I thought it was a solid album. It was a good listen. Yeah. I liked missing, uh, quite a bit. Um, and again, you know, as I I mentioned before, you know, a lot of her songs will talk about, um, you know, some really heavy topics. And this one is the feeling of like being used, uh, and like the emptiness that Mm -hmm. that, you know, bring someone, or at least that's what I'm understanding from the lyrics as I hear them. And now as I read them, you know, as lovers left me to bleed alone, like Mm. that just tells me like, you know, that just embodies like the feeling of emptiness um, that, you know, that someone would be feeling in a situation like that. Um, Yeah, man, that's, that's probably the, the, the one song on that album that stands out to me most. Yeah, I, I really like that song a lot, um, and it's been running in my head all day. Um, just saying something, because they got some other really good good songs that could be running through my head, but I've enjoyed that one. Um, and then, you know, New Horizons, it, it, it was a decent album, but I don't know if there was any songs in particular that just jumped at me as, you know, standout. Um which I expect that some people are going to tell us with this one. Cause I've realized there's a huge flyleaf following. Like, did you notice yeah. that? Oh my goodness. Um, and they haven't put up, put out music since 2014. So it's so surprising to me that they, and it's an active following. It's not just like, there's a lot of people who buy the albums. It's like, there's people discussing it online a lot. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking to some people about some flyleaf on the Twitter, but, um, you know, I'm sure someone's going to tell us, no, you're wrong. Like this song is the best song on this album. There was just nothing that jumped at me. And so, right. But I want to be corrected. Like I want people to talk to us about, you know, what stands out the most to them in these. And honestly, uh, in conversations that I've had with people about this podcast and what we're, you know, setting out to do, there was one conversation with, uh, with a guy that I know, that was like, you guys better be kind of flyleaf. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know, man. Like, again, as I mentioned, you know, I wanted to come in and roast them. I was like, I don't know, man. Uh, I guess we'll cross that bridge or, you know, something like that to that effect. But one of the things that he pointed out to me was the fact that uh, he he loves female vocal, like female lead vocalists, mm-hmm. um, anything within that sound. And so it's really interesting to kind of talk to him and understand what his, you know, his takeaways are. But one of the things that he was he he mentioned to me was that 
because of the heaviness of these topics and the different things that these albums are talking about, he's had a lot of opportunity to just kind of talk to those with people that might not necessarily be of the Christian mindset or yeah. have any interactions with Christianity in general. Right. And this in their, in her, uh, interviews or whatever she kind of takes the approach of you know we're we're christians in a band not necessarily a christian band you know have at that what you will but i think that the opportunity to um have gospel centered centered conversations around this music uh is big and you know yeah. the fact that someone can relate really closely to some of these songs and find some solace and honestly some strength to push through some of the things that they might be also experiencing that the content of these songs is talking about is pretty huge. And so up to the, that conversation, all that to say up to that conversation, you know, I hadn't really gotten super deep into the lyrics, you know, except for a couple of the big radio singles. And then we're just kind of listening to the music. And then it was kind of in one year, one year out the other and just, that was the end of it for me. And I knew that I enjoyed the sound, but I didn't necessarily pay a whole lot of attention coming into this. After that conversation, I started paying much closer attention and I'm just like, this dude's spot on, man. There's so much going on in these songs that mm -hmm. no wonder that they have had such a, I, I say rabid following, but I think rabid gives the, the wrong connotation. It makes but it sound like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, they have had such an active and engaged following. Um, and their fans are very dedicated. Um, says a whole lot. Again, and as you mentioned, people are talking about this six years later, right? They're still talking about stuff. And honestly, right? Uh, the, that debut album came out in 2006, right? So we're mm -hmm. quite a ways out. A decade almost a decade and a half after that album and people are still flyleaf has helped me so much i love this album yeah. so much they're talking like they've just discovered it even though they've been listening to it for the last decade and a half yeah yeah definitely um and one of the things and this is kind of to spin off onto them being a female fronted band i love the fact that they were not gimmicky with it um, that was, and not to, I'm sure everybody, if you grew up in the Christian circles growing up, uh, you know, the bands I'm kind of mentioning that were a little gimmicky were, they had female fronted band where, you know, a lot of the instrumentalists were men and it was a gimmick. It, it wasn't great music. It was okay. I loved that it was because she was a great vocalist. Like, she is sincerely an amazing vocalist. And if I'm not mistaken, from what I read, she walked away to spend time with her family and have kids. And, like, as a dad, I, I appreciate that, like, and not saying, like, hey, go take care of kids. But um, recognizing the sacrifices that you make for your children, like, that's really kind of beautiful. Seeing that she was willing to walk away from a really successful band to do that. But I, I appreciate that as a female fronted band, they weren't gimmicky. They weren't just trying to squeeze off the fact that, well, we have a female lead singer. That's why we should have a following. It was, they just made really great music and 
she's a great female vocalist. Like she really is. Um, I know yeah. you mentioned that some of her eccentricities with the way she pronounced things bugged you. I actually always really liked it. Um, I thought it was different. It was a, a different sound. Um, and it, it brought an edge. And I think that was also one of the things that her vocal delivery, the way that she, you know, pronounced words and stuff, it, it made such a difference with the music that that's why I think with the, the new lead singer, um, which let me get her name so that I'm not just disrespecting her and not knowing her name. Kristen uh, May. Kristen, Kristen May. Kristen May. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she just, it was different. And because there was so much different, it just felt like a different band. Um no disrespect for right. her, you know, uh, and it seems like they, they kind of split their ways and um, went their own directions. But yeah, I mean, they definitely had um, a cool thing going, you know, as far as like what they were doing, the sound that they had. It changed over time. But yeah, I agree. They they really fit a niche very, very well that needed to be filled. Right. And I think that the cool thing about that niche is that it was... It got to a, it. It got to a point where it went beyond that niche. Um, yes, and they became very popular even in a secular environment, right? You know, up to this point, you right. know, we've kind of mentioned their their ties and influence from Christianity, but the fact of the matter is, is they kind of were a, a genre breaker as far as mm-hmm. they're not confined yeah. just to the Christian scene there were a lot of secular bands that they went on tour with there was a lot of secular radio stations playing their stuff and there was a lot of secular consumption of this music which is great for a couple reasons right obviously more airtime means that they make more money but on a different mindset right then that means that they're getting their message of hope and you know, in some roundabout ways, Christ out there, some more direct ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you can tell that their goal is not just to make good sounding music. They've got more or less an agenda. And so for them yeah. to kind of break that and push that envelope and say, hey, we're not just doing Christian, you know, concerts. We're not just doing Christian radio stations. You know, we're doing stuff with Seether and, um, you know, a number of other bands like that's a big thing. Yeah. And so they're able to push that and get such a reception from, again, in that scene, you know, Christianity is not the most widely well-received, right? Generally that yeah. scene outside of the heavier scene outside that kind of mocks Christianity or mocks the existence of God. And for this genre to start consuming this and enjoying it and, it's just it's interesting to see that i think that it's kind of kind of a cool kind of cool uh movement for them to be involved in that scene and give a lot of teenagers and young adults uh a lot of hope and direction for what life could be like uh with uh, a life with christ absolutely dang i don't know if i could say anything that tops that so <laughs> that being well, said, we'll I mean, do with, we have any, do you want to close yeah, with we, just your can... kind of thoughts on the, uh, did we cover really between the stars or do we want to just, it sounded too different because of Chris and May and again, yeah. no disrespect, you but know, I, I mean, it just yeah, sounded like a different I mean, band and that was the end of it for us. Yeah. For, for us. I mean, I, I would agree with that. It just, 
it didn't feel like the same thing. It was not what I was looking for, honestly. And this is, um, I, I didn't come to this, (laughs) this particular episode expecting to, to, uh, uh, roast them. I expected it to be like, yeah, like I'm so sick. Cool. But like not going deep on the lyrics, but goodness, these lyrics are so good. Um, and we've been getting some good ones where, where their lyrics are just really strong. And, um, and that's one of the things that I always like to point out when I, you know, interact with people who are like, nah, Christian music is so vapid. And I'm like, not all of it. It's a lot, a lot of it has really great lyricism in it. It's just, you got to look for it. You got to dig deep. Um, for mm-hmm. this last album, Between the Stars, yeah, it was just, it was not what I was looking for. Um, I am sure that there are people out there who are going to tell us that we're wrong and we need to give it a chance. It just, it didn't feel like Flyleaf to me and i yeah that feels bad because that's probably what made her feel like she because um i watched her video announcement kind of explaining why she left the band Kristen, um and part of it was she felt like the band was never hers and that's tough you know because that that's a tough act to follow with an extremely iconic singer like Lacey. um so i get that like that makes sense and like i said i feel like i'm part of the problem saying this but it, it just <laughs> it it didn't feel like the same band it didn't feel like something that is what i was looking for and that that's okay because it seems like a lot of people did enjoy it but it i don't and it is what it is so yeah i was looking for uh, songs that stand out to me um from a i really enjoyed this but i caught myself finding songs that stand out to me at how much i didn't enjoy them from this album Right. I think we talked about, what was it? Uh, I can't think of the name of the song now. Was it magnetic or I don't don't remember, remember. but it was just like the, the mid lyrics were just like, Oh, Oh, Oh. And it was just like, felt so weirdly placed. I just couldn't, I couldn't get past it, man. It was intense. Um, and again, it's kind of one of those things, bands change over time. And, uh, it, it's always one of those things where you're like, well, if the lead singer leaves, is that enough to blow up the band or do we keep pressing on? There's bands that have been successful doing it. Uh, there's bands that are controversial for doing it. It just depends. It, it's never a, a given that it'll work in, in a lot of yeah, there's cases, no, especially no formula for it. No, there's not. Um, because it, it doesn't always layer well. But yeah. Um, did we have any like closing thoughts on Flyleaf? Uh, I would just reiterate the fact that I want to I wanna engage with people that uh, to see what their experience with Flyleaf has been. Um, yeah. And maybe what Flyleaf has been to them as far as, you know, without revealing too much or more than someone's comfortable with revealing. But would yeah. love to have some just cool conversations with people uh, about um, what Flyleaf has done in their life, because I know that so many people have have clung so closely to Flyleaf that there's got to be some cool stories out there that you know someone's you know for lack of um, the ability to articulate what I'm trying to say has uh, been like a saving grace to them and has really influenced them in such a positive way that maybe their life has been turned around or has improved somehow. Um, 
I would love to just hear those conversations. Not that I have anything to add to them. I just want to hear and selfishly consume because that sounds so awesome and amazing that I just like to hear cool stories like that. Cool. Yeah. So uh, we would love to hear from you. If you want to reach out to us, we're on social. We've got Twitter. We got Facebook. I think we've got an Insta starting. Um, So if you've got, if you'd like to talk with us, if you'd like to tell us we're wrong, please do it. I don't mind being told I'm wrong. If you can give me a reason why I'm wrong and prove it, I'm happy to be wrong (laughs) and admit admit that I'm wrong about music because you know what? I've done it before. Um, so please reach out to us. And if you'd like to subscribe to the show, um, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify rate us. Also, we want to share this, uh, this podcast with people. And part of this is not just hearing about your stories, but also letting other people hear this music that might be impactful. That might be enjoyable. Uh, whether they're Christian, ex-Christian, they're confused about what they are. Uh, we want to share this music with folks and kind of talk about, again, kind of that hope that a lot of it gives in us and the hope that these artists wanted to share with their music. Thanks for listening to the Dangers of Christian Rock podcast or something like that. Hey, we hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, hey, hit us up on social. Uh, we've got Twitter. We've got Facebook. Um, you can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash danger xtn rock and on twitter at the same danger xtn rock hey if you think that we roasted your favorite band and we're wrong please let us know uh if you have suggestions for future bands to cover we'd also like to know and if you've got a really cool story about a band we also want to know we want to talk to you we want to hear we want to connect thanks for listening